This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. That's right, you, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get a whole nother me and Maureen if you give at the five or $10 a month level. And if you are a $10 a month backer, you also get uh, a sticker every month as a member of the says who sticker club today. March 31st is the last day to get your upgrade or buy-in at that $10 level to get the April sticker because Patreon will charge you in April and then you will get that sticker. So move on it today if you want the April sticker. Otherwise, just chill and then you'll get the May one or whatever you would like. Patreon.com slash says who. Books, 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 books. You can read books. Books. Would you like to read a book? That is a song I just wrote. Man. Uh, it's called Books. That was like Maureen X Thicky Checks. I know. It was a, a collab. It was the collaboration we've all been waiting for. Amazing. I have a book coming out. Uh, this next week next week yes it's called hello cruel hearts it's a it's i have i i am the language i have to use is inspired by the upcoming disney film cruella um it is a prequel to the events in the film and it takes place in 1967 swinging london oh that's fun so if that is your jam and it is my jam, which is why I ended up writing it because uh, it turns out my obsessive knowledge of this yeah, <laughs> finally paid off. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of music. I bet. So I got to sit around and listen to a lot of uh, music I really love. That's super fun. It's really fun, Dan. And then Box of Woods coming out June 15th. And your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village, September 14th. Man, it is a Maureen Johnson kind of year. Oh, Dan, we'll talk about it. Books. And you can get stuff from us at merch.saysoopodcast.com. We have shirts, we have mugs, we have all kinds of things. And if you are a Patreon supporter at five or ten bucks, you get a discount every month. So go to merch.saysoopodcast.com and get yourself some stuff. Hello, welcome to McVaxies. Can I take your vaccine, please? Hey, motherfucker, what's up? Oh, who's this? Hey, hi, my name is Amy Carter Shoe. Oh, okay. Are you here for a vaccine? Sure, I want you to stick it in me. Oh, dear, um... What? Oh, well, you're not a... You don't have a shoulder. No, uh, you can put it right here where my laces are. Where your laces are? Yeah, I want to be vaccine. I got to be safe because uh, I got to be safe for my man. Do you know my man? No. His name is Joe. Okay. He's hot. He's oh. real hot. Okay, this is this is starting to make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that I have guidelines here from the from the CDC. Uh-huh. And it doesn't say anything about shoes. Check again. Well, I mean, I just, I just checked. 
Huh? Uh, I work at an important place, you know. Do you? I work at the White House. Oh, do they have a lot of jobs for shoes? Ah, uh, just the one. Okay. Just the one job, and it's real important. Oh. Uh, so come on over here with that pointy thing. Okay, I don't... I'm going to come in there. I don't Let think Let me hop that... up on your little window somewhere. That's not... Uh, Please don't... Here I am. Oh, no. Hey, is that a deep fryer? Yeah. You like to deep fry? Well, I mean, that's one of the things that people order is french fries, and we cook them in mm. the deep fryer along with various fried chicken options and mm. also a fish sandwich. Oh, I like things that are deep. Oh, boy. Uh, deep. All of this makes me very uncomfortable. Okay. Well, give me the vaccine and I'll go away. Well, I mean, give I'm not... Give me the not, vaccine. This seems Give not, me the vaccine. But it's not on my requirement uh, list. I'm not on your... I'll give you a requirement list. I don't... I, I already have one. Give me the shot, kid. But I'm not supposed... Give me the shot, It's kid. very important that give we do this the in the shot, right kid. order. Give me the shot. It's not... It's not my job to not follow the guidelines. Ah, you don't want to see what I'll do if you don't give me that shot. This doesn't suck. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It is a coping strategy. I am Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. I see you're trying to say things differently, too. Was I? Yeah, you were doing a little welcome to Says Who. The- Just trying to put a little put a little life in my voice, Maureen. Giving it the old razzle-dazzle. You know, you know, it's a new year. It's a new spring. Put a little spring in my thing, you know? What's 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 going on this week, Dan? Well, you, Maureen Johnson, have a book coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, no, uh, yeah. You I worked your ass off last year, I and now I it's th- all coming together. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's not really the I know, enthusiasm I, know. I was looking for. If Look, we're being Dan. Here. Look, Dan. Hmm. I did. I wrote this book. It's just, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, everybody. You know that this is not a, this is not a, you know, you guys don't, you know, it's just, it's fine. Like, if you want it. (laughs) No pressure on says I pre-ordered it through the bookshop.org. Okay, well, if if you want a book, you should go to bookshop.org, which supports independent bookstores. And is they sure do. It is the best place to order your books from. They give a surprising amount of money to this to the store that you yeah. order through. Like yeah. I am always shocked every time. I'm like, that feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is. It is. That's where I ordered it. I'm waiting. Waiting. I'm going to be sitting on my stoop waiting for the mail person next Tuesday. Well, if you get a bright yellow book, it has a very bright yellow color. Very, I like it. It's eye-popping. It's a, nice cover. it's a nice looking book. Yeah, well, it's Disney, so they have really good, fancy, you know. They know something about art. All my covers are nice. Yeah, but, you know, it has, it's, it's, um, the the cover art is obviously a tie-in with um, what the Cruella overall movie looks like. Yeah. Which honestly does, some of the stuff in it is great, like the, the fashions and the, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun movie. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's fun. 
It really it's is. It's a book. It's a start. It's the start of a waterfall of Maureen Johnson. I, well, I, is that? Hmm. <laughs> Just like you, fallen from great heights. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now I, li- I like, now I'm, now I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of you this summer, this, this year. It's good. It's good. It's just a lot of me. I almost fell off my chair just now. You okay there, Dad? No, I don't. I don't have the sitting setup that I would like. But Were you I'm sitting fine. on a, like a teeter-totter thing? Like a thing Basically, with two legs? The or? chair that I have is like a sort of a teeter-tottery chair, which is great because most of the time I don't sit. But right now I'm sitting and I'd actually like to be sitting. And less teetering. Are you sitting on a flagpole like a 1920s man? Basically, yeah. You know. Can we just talk about the fact for one second that 1920s people used to sit on flagpoles? That was a thing? Well, things were boring then. They had just come out of a big pandemic and they were ready to do fucking whatever. That's true. So get ready. Yeah. Get ready. Get your flagpole. Get get on your flagpoles. That's true. So much of like what all that, you know, crazy gin-based kooky dancing and flagpole sitting in the twenties comes out of them coming out of <clears throat> a terrible, terrible uh, war, yep. uh, which ended with a major pandemic. Yep. And so everyone's like, what if we just drank for 10 years? Yeah. Which I think, I think we're going to see a version of that. Yeah. Four years of hell followed that immediately crashes into, Oh, four yeah. years of hell that crashes directly into a pandemic. Go figure. Hey, everybody, get your cocktail shakers. It's time yeah. for 10 years of drinking. Yeah, it's like a whole nationwide rum springer. <gasps> rum springer time for everyone worldwide. <laughs> we're room, worldwide rum springer. I will As- tell you at my house right now, it is spring break in Zoom school, which feels like a unique and uh, really fun extra level of hell. Where it's because nothing changes except now there's even less time. Everyone's still home, Just but this. now they're home, and now we got to figure all our shit out again. It is a reminder to me of how much I got used to Zoom school. That now that it's not happening, I'm like, Jesus, now what? I don't get fucking 10 minute increments where I can maybe get a little bit of work done. Fuck. What's it going to be like in the fall when your kids go back to school? Probably, maybe. Janice and I talk about that. We're like, this is going to be amazing. I mean, the thing that I think a lot about is um, back when, like when, you do this still, but like when we used to occasionally take our dog to like doggy daycare and then you're in the house and it's like, this house is so quiet. Like there's like this weird stillness that happens. Mm. It will be that times like a bajillion. You'll really miss them on the first day. You'll be like, oh, I think so. Yeah, the first day you're like, oh no, it's so. And then this chair I'm on is so fucking squeaky. <laughs> Got to get off it just to stop squeaking. Real, real squeaky. What the fuck. My goodness. All right, I'm standing again. Are you on a unicycle? What's happening? <laughs> yes. Dan does this whole thing on a, on a unicycle. It's true. It's a good balance exercise. But before we go any further, we wanted to give a shout out. To the trans teens of Arkansas. For real. And uh, for that matter, all trans teens and kids and adults who are uh, under attack in yep. states across the country right now. Uh, it's bad. It's real bad. 
It's not good. And um, I don't know what to say about it, except that it, it uh, completely sucks ass and that we are with you. Indeed, indeed. Um, I mean, it's just a fucked... It is a fucked situation that this the Republican Party has decided we've got nothing, but maybe we can fucking inflame a culture war situation to right. try and find fucking footing. And in the process, they are just fucking people's lives over. Yeah, the the um, trans... The attack on trans people here, you know, it's a little bit because I've seen it also coming from the direction of the UK, right? Which is a very weird band of, and it's it's heavily in the lit community. It's all yeah, over, but it's a real weird. weirdly specific wave that comes out of UK uh, publishing, and a very. For me, a very strange bandwidth of um, of trans this trans exclusionary feminism that uh, is so heavily uh, women powered, right? Um, as you know, sort of exemplified by J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she's certainly not alone. She was just one of the biggest voices to come out with it, um, and strangely dedicated people like uh, Graham Linehan who created some of my favorite shows of all time and then turned into this kind of weird, monstrous creature who, who spends his days attacking trans people for, I don't know. Like, it's so odd that I'm like, this is your thing. Like, this is what you, to the point where no one wants to work with you and your, your wife left you. <laughs> like, this is, it's, it's a very strange thing to do. I mean, it's yeah. evil. I mean, Set aside the fact that it's evil. It's also just very weird. Right. Um, but um, yeah, so we're definitely with you. And also just know that there are so many people with you. Like yep. crowds and crowds and throngs and throngs and throngs and armies of people with you. So Indeed, indeed. There has, however, been some good news this week. In fact, a lot of good news this week, Dan. Indeed. Like so, the boat's out. That's all I really care about. Ah, uh, I missed the boat already. I fucking loved that boat. Yeah, we all did. This was the week the world came together to watch a boat that got stuck sideways in the Suez Canal. We all loved Sizeways boat because we all we all related to Sizeways boat. We've all been there. We've oh, all yeah. bitten off a little more than we could chew <laughs> and got stuck. And then everyone else got stuck. And then we were like, sorry. So, you know, it's, we all felt it. I and love the, that. The little, boat. little tiny diggers they sent out to try to get the big sideways boat out. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, every now and then. So today, uh, as part of spring break, the five-year-old requested that we do what he has called sports practice because he has he has single-handedly decided that he likes sports has okay. very little encouragement from his parental figures uh and so we walked over to uh one of the schools near us and used their field because there's no one in it right now 
uh, to kick a soccer ball around. And um, all of the schools here, because they had to empty out their classrooms to create social distancing space, uh, they all have big containers in their parking lots where they have put all the extra desks and things like that that they aren't using. And I was staring at one of the containers and just marveling at it today because it is big, right? Like a container is essentially a thing that rides around on the back of a semi truck, which is a large thing. And that boat held 20,000 of them. So much. It is so much. Like it is, it is amazing. I have been not particularly active, but low key obsessed with container shipping ever since I produced a book way back and uh it was printed in singapore and i had to learn everything uh about how you get something from singapore to the united states and i started with a coloring book produced by the port authority uh, like the u.s port authority because it was the thing that explained it the easiest for me i was like okay i can just read this coloring book and now i'll get it um because when you try to do container shipping there is a lot of baked in assumption that you understand everything about container shipping already. So it's all just like logistics and everything. So the simplest thing I could find was a coloring book about how ports work. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, I just want to stop a second. The fact that you just said that there is a coloring book produced by the port authority about container shipping. I mean, in the two thousands, I don't know that that's Doesn't still matter. happening. Doesn't but it was matter. Great. It was it was not like I searched for coloring book. It was like I was there and it was mm. like No, no. for kids and I was like I feel like a kid. I'm going to learn about ports through this. Anyway, container shipping is wild and amazing and these boats are so fucking huge now that like imagine 20,000 semis lined up on a highway. That would be a long fucking way. Yet they're all on one boat that they get stuck. I was uh, I was couldn't get to sleep the other night. So for some reason, I went down a weird rabbit hole of traveling on container ships because you can book passage on container uh. ships. There's only about they take a very, very small number of passengers. And I was like, what do you like, where do you sleep like in a. In a in a box, like in a what in a container? No, but they have like. You get a pretty big cabin. Yeah, sure. There's like crew cabins and stuff. Yeah, you, but the guest cabins are pretty big. And then they're like most of these ships, they have a gym and a pool. Like they're not wow. super swanky, but, you know, there is a pool and a gym. I was like, there's a pool and a gym? It's like, yeah, because there's so many. They're right. so big and people spend all the time on this boat that they. That's, you know, and you eat with the crew. And um you're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to, you know, but the, you get to hang out and you find out a lot about container shipping. Man, that's kind of a dream come true for me. And then you can, you know, you can walk around the deck and there's no real Wi-Fi. There's not a lot of connectivity. So even better. It's super boring and quiet. So if you're like, I need to write a book and look at the ocean and not be seen by anybody. And apparently it's pretty affordable. So if Man, you're like, container yeah. ship writers retreat. Yeah, it's it's super boring. Um, I I have once I have probably told you, my friend Robin and I attempted to write a book on a on a cruise ship. <laughs> I don't I don't know that story. Yes, so we were working on a pitch for a children's book, 
a series of children's books, like uh, earlier readers. Yeah. A pitch I still love. I still think it's one of the best things we've ever come up with. And uh, it ultimately didn't go. There was one publisher that was going to take it, but everybody thought it was really good, but kind of too uh, complicated. Okay. It was really, in, or it was a little too, like, not too complicated, but it was a, it was a kid, it was called Kid City and it was amazing. And I still want to do it because it was basically like about this kid private eye in a world, in a city that's run by kids and all the, all the crime networks and the various, <laughs> like it was so, and everything is run out of um, the backs of, there's only basically two places to eat and they're all, they're all nugget restaurants. And the kid has an office <laughs> in the back of a nugget restaurant where his clients come and meet him. It was so, but it was basically a, like a noir mystery for kids and nobody mm -hmm. want, and everyone's like, don't call it a noir mystery, whatever you do. And then it went out with like noir mystery for kids. And everyone was like, nobody wants a noir mystery for kids, but it was so good, Dan. So Robin and I went to work on it. So we said, what could be better if we locked ourselves on this ship? So no, nobody could borrow, bother us. And we'll have like, by the time we get off the ship, we will have it done. Yeah. And then what actually happens is you get on the ship. And everybody, uh, first of all, people come into your room all day long Oof. and to make it up or to drop like, you know, towels in the shape of swans or whatever. Yeah. And then, so you, so you leave and you go outside and you're sitting there and people are like, Hey, you want to do the Macarena? Or one time <laughs> we were trying to type on the deck and a group of very drunk women literally grabbed my friend robin picked her up off the the, the lounger oh. i grabbed the laptop out of robin's hands as they as they hoisted her off into like that it's like a little dance sprinkler area oh, like you okay. step on it and little water shoots up and i pulled her um laptop back at the same time oh good a couple other things happened on that ship dan yeah one uh they had a a drill that they only have to do once every two years which is a abandoned ship drill Okay, so, that's awesome. So we were on the ship trying to work when the abandoned ship drill happened. And they they were like closing watertight doors. And all the crew had to put on like their heavy duty safety gear and all the watertight doors closed. And everyone had to put on the like you had to see everybody come out in their safety stuff. So Robin you and I didn't actually have to get on lifeboats, though. No, Oh. no, no. It was it was like the very hardcore like Titanic drill. Where that you know, there's a fire. The ship is on fire. It's sinking. There's a monster. Amazing. There's tentacles around it. It's that <laughs> drill. And so Robin and I went to the deck rail. We were in the port. We were leaning over the deck rail because we couldn't sit anywhere because they were busy like running around, you know, fighting imaginary mm -hmm. monsters. And we were just leaning off the deck, discussing where we were going to go right since we couldn't sit anywhere because they were doing abandoned ship drill. And as we gazed out at the port. And these various ship, uh, fishing boats and stuff. A boat blew up in front of us. It straight up blew up while we were watching a, a fishing boat exploded in the flames. Wow. And fire shot. And we were just like, what is happening? And behind us was like, burnt, burnt. And in front of us, a boat blew up, and we were like, are we in an action movie? So we were like, we should get off this ship because nothing is going to get done. And so we walked around uh, on the island, and then we went to come back, and we turned a corner, and a man popped out of nowhere. 
carrying three monkeys, a mama mm -hmm. monkey and two baby monkeys. And he went, monkey? And he just dropped a baby monkey on me. And I was like, monkey! And so Robin, who was like, yuck, like she is very like aversive. But I was like, this was the greatest thing that had <laughs> ever happened to me. I have lived my life wanting to meet a monkey. And this man put three monkeys on me, just dropped three monkeys on me. The baby monkey took my sunglasses off my head. And I was like, monkey, monkey, monkey. And so I was losing my goddamn mind. The ship is still smoldering behind us. <laughs> we can hear the alarms going off on our boat. Robin's like, the actual fuck is happening. I am living my best life in one <laughs> geode of a moment. We get back on this goddamn ship. We, at the end of our ship uh, trip, we go to, we get dropped off in Miami. We ha also, we have not gotten as we've gotten the whole proposal done, but it was hard because people kept coming in our room. And one time I was so busy trying to work that I hid on the balcony with a blanket over my head to <laughs> pretend to be dead. Dan. anyway, my story is almost over. We go to Miami. We're like, we have a couple out. We have a day. Why don't we take, get, rent a car and drive to Key Largo? That would be amazing. So we rented a car, drove to Key Largo on a whim, tweeted at Judy Bloom, who said, come down to my house immediately. And we said, Judy Bloom just invited us to her house. And we got back in that car and we drove to jo Judy yeah. Bloom's house. And then Judy Bloom said, you have to spend the night at my house because I'm not going to let you drive back down over that road at night. And so we end up surprisingly spending the night at Judy Bloom's house in the morning. She took us out for pancakes and then we just got back just in time to make our flight. Wow. Anyway, Dan, boats. <laughs> it does like you could have just stayed in Miami and done the proposal. Had a nice little like hotel with a pool. No one would have bothered you. The idea was like no Wi-Fi, no like right, like totally contained you situation. Just miscalculated the fact that we did it. Cruises are pleasure boats. We but we did it. Also, I I unexpectedly had to finish like a book edit. Like they the, the oh it's man, what I was the copy edit came back, and so I had to spend three days doing that. But we did it. We sat out on our balcony and we did that thing. And it was still one of my it's still one of my fondest memories. But watching the boat blow up and then getting to, <laughs> to hold a baby monkey also very clearly marks the difference between Robin and me. When presented with a random baby monkey, sli <laughs> slightly dirty baby monkey wearing a tiny, tiny basketball jersey, I say yes. And Robin well. says no. Robin went to Harvard. I did not. I think the divide is clear. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's why everyone that goes to Yale loves monkeys. That's right. Maureen Johnson. Let's stop monkeying around. I got to go. Hey. Well, this has been the end of Says Who. It was a good run. And let's talk vaccines because the last time we spoke, I had a vaccine appointment. You did not. Correct. And then the very next day, who went and jumped in and grabbed a vax? So it turns out that I was, various people were talking about what exactly the New York guidelines mean because the New York guidelines are very vague in some points. Yeah. And 
my mother, the nurse practitioner, had been telling me since they were published, she's like, you qualify and you should go. And I was like, you're saying that because you're my mom. And she's like, no, I am saying that as a nurse. I have read these. You have two conditions on this list. You should go. And I was like, no. So it got to the point where enough people were kind of randomly going. And I was like, I think maybe I do meet the conditions on this list. She was like, yes, I've been telling you that all along. And finally, I was like, yeah, I think like I probably should have gone. Yeah. So I decided at maybe two o'clock in the afternoon and then like a person possessed. First of all, I met this amazing person online who out of the goodness of her heart, there are all these people that all they do all day long is help other people get appointments. Yeah. And I got in touch with her. You started writing the Walgreens site for me. Someone else was also trying. I sat there all day feverishly refreshing. Like I was like trying to get a pellet out of a machine. I was like, click, 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 click. And it was a terrible, crazy rainstorm. And then around six o'clock at night, she sent me a note that said, hope you're not busy tonight because your appointment's at 1030. Boom. Ate dinner, got all my paperwork, none of which I needed. Yeah. Put on my raincoat and my little rain boots and then marched through the rain down to Worst Street where the Department of Health has, it's in one of those big old, uh, old-fashioned 1930s high-rise government buildings in New York. Yeah, yeah. And went up, you know, and it was all perfectly run. And my, I actually got my vaccine on a little stage. Like, it's a little 1930s auditorium thing. Oh, wow. That's about two and a half feet high, <laughs> three feet high. And I went up into the booth and I was like, hit me. Moderna, baby. Dolly Parton Boom. vaccine. Yep. You got the Dolly. I got the Dolly. That is awesome. And you, so we you we got it at the same time you got yours? Yeah, I got mine like a day later or two later. Uh, Pfizer. So when the great fights come, we will be on different sides mm. when the when the vaccine wars hit. Did you have any any side effects? None. Uh, it, my arm hurt the next day for like half the day. I didn't really feel anything. The bigger side effect, I would say. So mine was at a Walgreens, which I uh, had voiced a little bit of misgiving mm. about uh, in in our last episode. And I have to say it was uh, a Walgreens, I which I have not been in in a very long time. And so I walked in. It was like you know, like the little auto doors Mm -hmm. and there's just fucking music blaring and there's shit on shelves everywhere. And they're like breaking in and giving like announcements. And it was the most overstimulating. Like I just was like, what is going, what is happening? What is going on? And then it was also just not very well run. Like they had sent an email being like, check in at the pharmacy. And I went to the pharmacy and there were like, two lines for where you would like drop off your 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 prescriptions and stuff and then like an additional window and i was like it's probably this additional window and i went over to the additional window and it had a big like closed use this this uh use this other thing but then there was just sort of the overall vibe of like if you remember back when you traveled 
the sort of vibe of people hanging around waiting for their boarding group to be called at an airport gate. It was entirely that vibe, just kind of everyone standing. No, like it was not, it, you were like, are you in a line or this is this a line? What is what is So I just kind of like hung for a minute while being like, this is insane. This music, I don't know what's happening. And, um, and nobody was getting called or anything. And finally I walked up and I'm like, I think I have a vaccine appointment. And they were like, oh, you should go to that little window over there. And I'm like, the one that's closed. And they're like, oh, no, just go over there. We'll help you there. So then they helped me there. And then uh, and then I got it. And the woman giving me the shot was like, how you doing? And I literally was just like, this is the first building I've been inside in a year. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, we get that a lot. Well, okay, you're done. If you could just hang out for like 10 more minutes. And I'm like, okay, I think I can hang out for 10 more minutes. And uh, yeah, so uh, the side effect of the vax itself was almost non-existent for me. But I would say that the full ass bore panic attack that I had inside of Walgreens was um, a little more lasting than that. I can imagine you walking in through those doors and all that fluorescent heights light hits you and you just screaming and it basically <laughs> was like it literally was like <gasps> what's going on huh but then it but then the like that 10 minutes post vax where i didn't have to be like in this weird mass of people kind of hanging about and could just kind of wander the store it was like this is amazing look at all the things on these shelves there's like 70 different kinds of chips and <laughs> never even knew this many sodas existed and yeah it was um it was something but uh yeah i get to go back and at least i think i will be less uh overall panicked i just i like a system maureen and there was there was not a great system there uh that said another friend of mine got a walgreens the same week and he was like oh man mine was totally like i walked in they were like are you here for the vax i was like yep they were like okay go there so i think i caught a caught a caught a wacky walgreens i i went at a because my actual shot was administered around 11 o'clock at night yeah so as I was going down, I walked halfway, but the rain was so bad I had to take a cab the second half of the trip because yeah. it was just unwalkable. And I was looking out the window, and I suddenly was, suddenly realized this is the first time I've been out at night in over a year. Wow! Like I haven't seen the city I live in at night. Yeah, like, I've seen my actual just outside. Sure, but sure, when sure. I walk the dog like, yeah. at nine o'clock before going to bed, so I've seen what the other buildings directly outside yeah. look like, but not anything else. We've That's not wild. left the block yeah. past 7 p.m. That's wild. But we're both vaxxed, Maureen. When's your second? Uh, like three weeks, I think, from now-ish, like the 24th or 3rd or something like that. What about you? I am the 22nd. There you go. And uh, Oscar, because New York surprise opened. They were like, surprise, everyone 30 or over can get it. They announced it kind of late yesterday. Nothing beats Vax access than having your governor mired in controversy. It's great. It's going really well here. Um, but they just suddenly opened it. And then they, they officially opened the uh, availability at 8 a.m., and the same person who helped me helped him, and he is going to a CVS on Friday. Boom. 
Yeah. Boom. It's crazy. It is wild. So last week, Janice got her vax, which we had scheduled weeks ago. And I got my vax. And I've mentioned this group chat that I'm, I've been in forever. And at one point, we all sort of gamed out when we thought we'd be getting the vax and who went. It was all like late summer, early fall. Every single person in that group chat got their vax last week. Like, I know so many fucking people that got their vax last week in mm-hmm. different states and different places with different reasons and all of that. And um, is wild. It definitely felt like the floodgates open to some degree. Yeah, it's suddenly thundering forward. Yeah, it really, really is. And that isn't the only good vax news, because yesterday the Center for Disease Control released a study, not a clinical study, an actual real world study of nearly 4000 healthcare personnel, uh, healthcare personnel, police, firefighters, essential workers um, who all got the vax between December and early March. And. That study has found that both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines reduce the risk of infection by 80 fucking percent after one shot. And then it's 90 following the second fucking dose. That is amazing. Also, once you get it, the risk of getting the really terrible form of the disease that kills you. Yes. Basically goes away. Right. But the thing that is interesting is that has all the clinical trials were about, you know, kind of hospitalization and severe Mm -hmm. versions and things like that. This is just about actual fucking getting the infected. Right. So it's actually more um, significant than than previous. What about in terms of because I know that people that are vaccinated can carry. Right. But what do they know about? This is what I've been trying to figure out for days is what they know about does the vaccine reduce, how much does it reduce your risk of carrying? So my understanding and with the giant fucking caveat that I am not a scientist by any means, I just read a lot of shit. This study is about that, right? This is about actually being infected, right? Meaning because the the worry has always been asymptomatic transmission meaning you 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 are infected so, you right. have no symptoms that's what i was uh, wondering so this actually directly applies to that yes so yes. you are automatically it's it seems to indicate that you are the risk that you're carrying goes down by 80% yeah that seems to be the case uh which is amazing and that also seems to bear out with, um, I think Israel has done the largest amount of studies on this so far, and it seems to bear out with their um, their studies as well. So it's a pretty fucking big deal. You know, it is, uh, it is great. That said, cases are back up in the U.S. now, like in a way that is undeniable. It's especially true where you are and where yes, I am is. in yes, the fucking... Is. Northeast and the Midwest Mm -hmm. here in the Midwest, Michigan is fucking terrifying at this point. It looks basically like December there again, in terms of case counts, um, New York city, you all are up 64% in the last two weeks. Chicago's up almost 40% since last week. Um, it's not great. And the wildest thing is the vaccines are working, right? So this, round of cases looks entirely different than anything before. Um, 
one, hospitalizations are going up, but they are not going up at the same speed that they have been before. Um, but the hospitalizations that are happening, the people are younger, right? Um, it's also just true in general. In Chicago, the Department of Public Health, uh, head of the Department of De- Public Health, cited huge jumps among 18 to 29-year-olds, especially in some bar-hopping zip codes in Chicago. Uh, the Washington Post, in their article about it, cites a few different hospitals, one in New Haven that said admissions of COVID-19 patients aged 35 to 44 are up 41% in the last seven weeks, while 65 and older is down 70%. Um, at a Central Florida hospital, uh, they haven't seen a, quote, haven't seen elderly patients in the ICU in weeks, uh, but they have been replaced by 40 to 60 year olds, most of them with uh, some type of comorbidity or not. Um, so it's, we are still at a tenuous point with the giant caveat being that 73% of people older than 65 have now gotten at least one shot. Um, and so the, the people that are getting sick look different than they had before. Well, speaking of someone in New York City where cases are up 64%, I can say two words, and those two words are fucking indoor dining. Yeah. Yeah. Again, let's a quick peek into Maureen's Facebook corner <laughs> where I talk about shit that annoyed me. And when I looked on Facebook about just shit that goes on there, and I've told you about the unnamed person who I was worried about who's posting all those indoor dining pictures and then yeah. they vanished. And I was like, I bet they got COVID and they in fact got COVID and in a direct, in a literal direct line from posting all those indoor dining pictures. It was like yeah, indoor dining, s- then three days, then complete radio silence for a month. And then back saying I had this terrible case of COVID. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I just kind of run my head and I was like, this is why I can't go on Facebook because I have rage issues and it's just, I'm not, I have, it's my problem. It's my problem. And I'm, this is my particular psychological trigger. And I need to learn like when in that Muppet movie, when they send animal to anger management and he has to go in control, like that's me. Um, <laughs> so I fully acknowledge this is my problem. But uh, then the next kind of, so this person is luckily, you know, Fortunately, back on their feet. But immediately, the next thing I see from this po- person is a large outdoor unmasked group photo where Perfect. they're back out with. I'm like, smart, good work. I'm like, it's just not. It just never ends. No, it just never ends. It doesn't end. And I would say my nightmare scenario at this point is the virus is mutating. You know, the British variant is dominant in a lot of these places that are spreading quick, uh, though not entirely. There are homebrewed versions now in California, New York, that sort of thing. The virus is going to spread based on where it is finding the best hosts, right? As elderly people uh, get vaccinated, it is going to take up um, take up in its next best set of hosts. And my big worry is when does it start to mutate so that it's worse in those hosts, especially children, children, who, college age. Right. You know, but 16 year olds can get vaccinated. 
everyone below can't. Um, not for another number of months as they they run tests on on that sort of thing. And, you know, this is entirely just my own personal paranoia. But, you know, the one of the saving graces of which there are not many, but one is that this has not affected children as badly as it has uh, other other groups of people. But there's no guarantee that that stays. Nor apparently did the Spanish flu. Really? Apparently so. Well, there you go. So, and there was no vaccine for that. Right. So, you know, there might be some anecdotal optimistic. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's Dan's worry corner. There's no proof of any of that at this point. But as uh, more and more of us get the vax, the virus will be like, fuck, getting cornered. Oh, my God. Find somewhere. Is the is the virus Rudy Giuliani? No, Rudy's higher, higher in the mm. Rudy's a little more nasal virus is a little more in the throat. Well, then we uh, we should check back in with our friends. You know. The whole gang, the whole the whole dastardly gang. <laughs> Do we have to? Yes, because okay. Donald Trump. Is back out. He's, we forgot, I, you know, kind of, there, days go by and I never think about him. Isn't it wonderful? I just never think about him. No. I never think about that. I think about other bad actors, sure. but I don't think about him. No. But he's done a couple, he's, he's poked his head out of the hole a couple times. Yep. He has started a new website. Yeah, I hadn't seen that till you sent it to me mm-hmm. today. Yeah, it's a website. I believe it's called the 45. Let's see. I sent it to you. Let's look. It has a has a real, you know, it's called like President 45. What is it called? 45office.com. Hmm. It's real dumb. <laughs> um, it's just basically uh the office of Donald J. Trump helped fulfill our promise to put America for, let's see if he's asking for money. I was shocked when I looked at it and the first thing was not a donate button. It is a contact button. You can request a greeting. Thank you for your interest in receiving a greeting from Donald J. Trump and Melania Trump for your special occasion. (laughs) Is he doing cameo now? (laughs) They're running their own cameo. They have been promising that they're going to have uh, their own platform. And maybe it's that. Hadn't really. Whoa. Scheduling request. Thank you for your interest in inviting Donald J. Trump or Melania Trump to participate in your event. Wow. And there's a big picture of them standing in what is clearly like a wedding venue. (laughs) So you can you can ask for a greeting or you can invite them to your wedding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what? Yeah, there's there. I mean, I'm I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I would like them to just decide everyone thinks they're launching a Twitter clone. Oh, Dan. But instead, they're launching a cameo clone. Dan. I absolutely need you to study this photo. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. This is one of the big photos on the site. I'm going to screenshotting it and I'm sending it to you because All right. 
this photo bears like this requires scrutiny. So what I'm sending Dan is one of the large photos from the site. And it is a photo of, of Donald. So the photo is of Donald Trump sitting at a desk writing in a book. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So here's what I need you. So we need to take a really deep look at this. So first of all, he is writing. He's got his hand smacked down over one of the, the facing page. And it looks like it is a gold, like it has gold leaf on the on the edge. It looks like a like a dictionary or the world's biggest ledger. It's just a giant book. And he is writing in it in sharp, in super thick Sharpie. It looks like he's, I, I don't know what the fuck kind of book this is supposed to be, but this is not how anybody does anything. Like nobody writes in a giant book like that. Next to him on the desk, flat down, is an antique map. Yeah, in a frame. In a frame. And then on the portrait on the wall behind him is some sort of, it looks, it's, I guess it's supposed to look like, it's probably a, like some kind of Dutch master that's like a, a studious man leaning over something. Yeah. And he's sort of roughly imitating that exact pose in his pose. Yes. It is, the more you look at it, the weirder it gets. The chair he's sitting in is like a hotel floral print. Yes. This is it. Whatever he's doing in this photograph is nothing like any, no human being writes in a book. Like this is not a thing. It's just not a thing. And it, I, I don't know. I could study it forever. Okay. So I've zoomed in on this photo real quick and okay. he is a hundred percent signing some sort of guest book. Yeah. It's like a giant, giant guest book. Yeah. And then there's another big, there's another book another, that looks like another, it's, I think it's maps uh, next to him as well. Yeah. It's the dumbest photo setup I've ever seen. Yeah. But what he's signing is totally, I mean, I guess it's probably the guest book at Mar-a-Lago, right? But it looks like the kind of guest book that you would see at like a funeral home. Right. Yeah. It, it has, it's like a big it's a hardbound red yeah. book with gold uh, edging. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like a hardbound library book. It's real weird. Also, the entire photo has been treated with a with a filter that kind of makes it has almost a a painterly look to the whole thing. Yeah, the lighting has been affected quite a bit. This is the photo of a man who doesn't know how paper works. Yeah, definitely. I just am very excited that he is not holding a Sharpie brand Sharpie there. That's some just kind of generic big yeah. fat marker shit. Yeah. Which makes me glad because I that has been a real, mm. real brand loyalty tug in my own heart for a while now. But that's not all. He was. He gave a little speech, Dan. <laughs> he sure did. Did he give it at the UN or like a... <laughs> Gonna, where did, where you did he... sent me this link, and it is just a truly resplendent headline. I sure did send it to you. From TMZ. The headline is, Donald Trump rails on Biden during wedding speech <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago. 
So Danny's he's out there. He's he you can hire him to send you a greeting. You can invite him to your wedding where he may give a speech about about his enemies. Which would be real fun. Nothing says love. So if you, Donald Trump railing against Joe Biden so at your wedding. So as the world opens up, if you're planning a wedding, uh, bar mitzvah, uh, any kind of uh, party, um, birthday celebration, why not invite Donald Trump and Melania um, to angrily appear? Every now and then my brain will drift towards something. And just the other day I was thinking about uh, when Donald Trump gave... The speech to the uh, big Boy Scouts conference. And was talking about his buddy from like the New York realty scene and how he had a big boat and he could score all these hot chicks. And oh, it's so dumb all the time. (laughs) It was so dumb. It was so dumb all the time. (laughs) Our brains were so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It was so dumb. All the time. All the time. And that's why I get, that's why I look at Facebook. I'm, it's like I'm, it's like I have a little wound that I'm like, I need to put salt in there. I feel <laughs> it. I've got to feel it. I have to remember. We're such broken people. But Dan, we are broken people with shots in our arms. We are. We are. It's just doing its thing. How did you have a reaction? Did you have any side effects? I mean, my arm was a little sore. Yeah. But not in any significant way. Yeah, I'm awesome. I'm sort of planning uh, I, for the day after I get my second one. I was like, maybe I'll just keep that day a real light schedule yeah. in case that there's a reaction. I have heard from many a person at this point that the second shot uh, hits you a little harder than the first. But so yeah, I I I, uh, I know a lot of folks that have scheduled a free day the day after. Although two. my parents, neither of them reported any reaction whatsoever. Wow. So that's just anecdotal. I just. Yeah. I mean, it's all anecdote and certainly there, I know folks that got knocked on their ass with the first one as well. So. Yeah. um, Definitely. You hear a lot more. Oh, the only reaction was my mom was very sleepy. Okay. So she got it and she was like, I just kind of wanted to sleep all day. Right. It didn't seem unpleasant. She was just like, I just want to nap the whole day. And then. That's me any day. Right. Pick a day. That's how I feel. So we might be we might be real sleepy. Yeah. I mean, that's really par for the course for me. Sleepy all the time. Says who is made possible by you. Dan, you. can you imagine what it was like to just turn a corner and have a little monkey just hand it like. That'd be great. A baby monkey. Yeah. As long as you you hadn't seen the movie Outbreak at the time, great. Honestly, it wouldn't have mattered to me because I I wanted to see that monkey so much. Sorry, I drift. <laughs> did you see me just kind of drift there? I was, you really you were I, you were there. I was there. I was there. You had that monkey on your head. Oh, it really did climb right up on my head. I'm sure. Like oh. Made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every single Sunday you get this again. (laughs) Who wouldn't want that at patreon.com slash says who on Sunday music side note on Sunday, I will tell the 
extended story of what happened at Judy Bloom's house because I love it. It's real funny. <laughs> she got wild. It was Think yeah. about Judy Bloom. She I'll can rage. You, I mean, I will that's the bonus episode if you want to find out what happened at Judy's. Judy's the best. <laughs> and uh yeah, it involves me and some chickens and Whoa. a scream in the night and a potted palm and wandering the beach. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That'll be this Sunday at patreon.com slash says who, if you are a five or $10 a month supporter, you can check it out there. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. It is wonderful to have you back, Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at Says Who Podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. It is a never-ending supply of photographs of people getting their vax, and that is wonderful. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan-run Discord server, Visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Remember that if you join the discord, I'll be running a special says who discord only book club special event for the box in the woods when it comes out in June. So we're going to do a special thing on there. If you want to be a part of it, don't cost nothing. Don't cost nothing. Just hop on for the exclusive members only fun times. Everyone gets a members only jacket. Everybody, you have to wear a members only jacket. Um, Good stuff. But we'll talk camp and murder and clues and cool shit. And in the meantime, spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this thing. You can join us next Thursday. Scheduling update next Thursday. That is the 8th of April because uh, Maureen Johnson has a book coming out on the day that we would normally record. So we will be coming out one day late next week, the 8th of April for our next episode. I showed Dan my schedule for Tuesday. I gasped. The day that it comes out, I am doing a satellite radio tour from my house and they sent the schedule to me and it's still being added to, but I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's like it's a lot. It's a it's a bananas amount of interviews. It's just they just they just go and go and go. So that's the 8th of April for our next episode. And if you want to listen to Maureen Johnson for the entire day on the 6th, I bet you can just yes. scan your dial and find her. I will be on far too many radio stations <laughs> talking about uh, Hello, Cruel Heart and um, I will probably be a little delirious by the end of the day. <laughs> so by the and then the, my, uh, I got a monkey and then I went to down to Bloom's house. But um, I have to stay on point. So I'll be telling the same story. It's like true. 35 to 40 times. What could go wrong? Dan, don't say that. It'll be fine. Also, you said the 8th of April. This seems yeah. wild. This seems wild. This has been a weird month because it both feels month length and it also feels impossible that it is the end of March. Yeah, I don't. 2021 has been a weird ride. Yeah, it truly has. It truly has. But we will see you on the 8th. Hello, Cruel Heart comes out on the 6th. Pick that shit up. And from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. 
and mentally in the place where she got to meet a monkey. And if you have uh, access to a monkey, get in touch at once. <laughs> I do not believe in having monkeys in the home. I don't think that's right for them. But if you are some like a like a primatologist or, you know, in some way you have monkeys in your life, uh, get in touch at once. I would, I, Dan, one of my absolute life goals is to meet a gorilla. That is absolutely, yeah. or a chimpanzee. Like I would, I, th I think about it all the time. When the teen was very little, uh, like a, still in a stroller size, uh, child, um, we would drop Janice off at her work and she was working, I think like half days at that point. And so we just kind of killed, she worked all the way downtown. We would drop her off and then we'd loop back and go to the Lincoln park zoo, which is free. And, uh, we would go pretty much right when they would open. And, uh, I would wheel him into the ape house and all the gorillas were like chilling. No one else was there. And they were all just chilling, eating lettuce, like right next to the, glass and so we were just like hanging out with gorillas all the time i have such a connection with gorillas and him at that age it was great just big old heads of lettuce i'd love to meet a gorilla i bet you meet a gorilla did you send me this i did didn't i tell you oh no i've been wondering i just held up to the camera a whoopee cushion that says a song for ted and it's an armadillo farting on ted cruz's head and i didn't know who sent it to me <laughs> I I think I was very coy. I was like, you are going to get something weird in the mail and it will be from me as a belated birthday present. I pre-ordered it before your birthday. And then the next day I got stickers and I was like, that's not really that weird. <laughs> so then <laughs> this go. came with no name. And I was like, who sent me a whoopee cushion? That's an armadillo farting on Ted Cruz. And it's you. It's me. All right. Well, that makes sense. Happy birthday. Thank you. Hold on. Oh. Is it? Sealed? Hold on, I'm trying to blow it up. Here it is. Here, hold on. Why can't I blow this up? <laughs> it's an expert level whoopee cushion. It's really hard to do. Hold on. Oh, there we go. I'm Maureen Johnson. <laughs> She's trying really hard to make it fart. It won't. It's more of an art object, apparently, than a functional object. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> this has been so <laughs> So hard. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it was so hard.